Welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 93. I'm your host tonight and my name is Shorty and I've got a couple of beans on the line with me. So tonight we have Cracker. How's it going mate? Very well thanks buddy. How are you? Pretty good and we also have Chewy. How's it going Chewy? Oh, I'm feeling fresh after my week off. Great episode last week guys. Thank you. Oh, yeah well I mean you, you did the solo one the week before so we, we like to sort of share the load around here a little bit it, it, you know where we can. Doesn't always work, but we try. We do try. I guess guess that's that's the benefit of having a million beans that can <laughs> jump on and record a podcast. <laughs> it, was, it was always the plan, right? It was always, you know, was, if we yes. had a group that, you know, that meant that with family commitments and things like that, if one of us couldn't do it, then it wasn't like we were going to miss and, you know, it wasn't yeah. a big stress on anyone. So, yeah. Works yeah, out well. well. And I think, uh, I think Chewy, your day improved when I uh, swung past your house on the way home and dropped off some uh, some shiny things. Look, my day improved uh, when I got to see you, mate. Absolutely, uh, but you, yeah, you also had some uh, some things relating to the league finals, which we we'll probably might mention a little bit in this episode. Yeah, but, I, I, uh, we might mention it. Yeah, yeah, yeah just once yeah. or twice. Yeah, um, yep. but yeah, there, there's some uh, some of the things that we're going to give away on stream, which is uh, pretty exciting, and uh, I'm looking forward to you know being part of that and uh, giving that away and. Maybe the winners will let me open them and show things off. So we'll just love it. <laughs> I mean, they don't, they don't have a choice now. We've no, kind of got to the it. point where it's like, yeah, okay, you won. Okay, cool. We're cracking the pack before you even get to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Exactly. Everyone enjoys it more. Exactly. So speaking of uh, awesome prizes like that, Cracker, do you want to tell everyone where we got them from? Absolutely. We got them from our wonderful sponsors, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They are a Facebook auction page and they do nightly auctions of magic cards singles um sometimes they do them in groups as well and you can just go and bid and pick up some sweet sweet bargains there are many many cards up every night usually like in the range of 200 plus kind of thing so it's not like five or six there's a lot to choose from and you can absolutely snag yourself some very sweet bargains and they do premium auctions on the weekend with kinds of crazy packs they're my favorite they're, they're so pretty man so We've got some, you know, you'll find some collector booster goodies in there, like etched foil fetch lands and, and things like that. So if, if that tickles your fancy, go check them out and let them know that the bean sent you when you win an auction. Very good. I know uh, old mate Polywaffle's been getting in on the uh, the fetch land market and uh, trying to get that hashtag MTG finance stuff going, buying them up wherever he can. He's a... Uh, yeah, you know, they always say you buy real estate and you you never sell it and it always goes up in value. I think he's taking that to the extreme with buying some lands in, in modern. So we'll see how that works out for him, but good on him. Now you've uh, When you were back in the office, Cracker, you uh, you got to crack uh, open some of these, which is a bit of fun. We, we did, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't get old, actually. Like, <laughs> just cracking these boosters and you're just like, oh, look, it's a, you know, Foil scolding time. <laughs> That's Very pretty nice. ridiculous. Yeah. What hurts Very is then pretty. going, here you go, Polywaffle, here's yeah. your foil scolding time. Not really, because I know that at some point he'll just let me play it in a deck I'm borrowing from yeah, him. Yeah, that's so fair. That's it's fair. fine. You know, it's all good. Yep. It's a good, good mate to have. We do keep yep. him around for a reason. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. So tonight we're going to do a focused episode on KCI. Oh, hang on. No, I'm reading the uh, the no, that's in the like that, that's man. in the list of topics that we're never going to talk about. So uh, <laughs> no, tonight is a uh, a focused episode on as Chewie mentioned our D and D league finals. So if you've listened to any of our podcasts over the last what 
two months now, uh, seen any of our streams, all that sort of thing. We've been running our D&D leagues as we do for every set release. Uh, well, sort of every set release this year. We've got a bit of a weird situation with the Innistrad sets coming up, but four leagues per year. And yeah, this is the D&D league. So we ran through a group stage, round robin group stage, uh, cut to a top 16 for our finals put them into a double elimination bracket and we've whittled that top 16 down to eight players remaining so we have four in our upper bracket four in the lower bracket and yeah we'll be running the finals this weekend on stream as we've done in the past a lot of fun doing it completely remotely again thanks covid so tonight we're gonna run through the deck lists uh we've you know we're in a weird state or spot in stand we've got rotation coming up in what two weeks time i think Not we've got enough. a stand yeah, we've got a standard that people have not been super happy with, but that hasn't stopped our players from coming up with some pretty good decks. So we're going to run through those, talk a bit about the matchups, talk about the deck choices, the individual card choices, and get everyone all prepped for the stream this weekend. So, Chewy, you've done a bit of uh, you know breakdowns on the decks for, for this week. You can take it away and, uh, yeah, tell everyone what we've got. Okay, so uh, do we just want to talk about the, the deck archetypes and then we'll run through the yeah, lists. I guess we'll yeah, I guess just run yeah. run through what the what the archetypes are that we've got and then we can go through some lists. Yep, so no surprise. Uh we have some Winota decks. Winota Joiner of Forces is, is well represented, uh with three of the top eight competitors registering decks with four of Winota. Yep. The, they're all all three of the Naya version, I believe. Yeah, yep. So yep. choosing not to go just the uh the Boris version. Or the law hold version, depending on when you started playing the game. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I was actually proud of myself that I still remembered law hold as yeah, a like, term. Yeah, I never um, got that. I'm disappointed that you did. I know, I know yeah. Prismari. <laughs> yeah, exactly, one. Exactly. That's yeah. about it. Just because of the of the command, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, three three Winota decks, and then uh, two copies of uh, a deck that you know is pretty much designed to beat Winota. In the Gruul deck with the black splash for the anti Winota sideboard card of Ray of Enfeeblement. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. We've got a team of Luca, so like team of adventures, but with Luca and Coma. Uh, we've got the obligatory uh, Urian ultimatum, and then we've got a super spicy uh, red black sacrifice deck as well, which looks fairly tuned to beat. Uh, Winota decks or creature decks in general. So Winota, you know, got a target painted on it and it's uh, in the crosshairs of a few of the decks in our top eight. So it's going to be really interesting because it is powerful, can just win, uh, but it uh, looks like people are coming prepared. So is there a deck there, Cracker, that is like a notable omission from the top eight? Something that you would expect to see? I know I'm asking Cracker because Shorty would have said, I can't believe people aren't registering 18 snow-covered mountains but uh is there anything there cracker that you think is a surprise that isn't there not really you don't i don't think, think so like, i mean there's, there's a chance rogue. that rogues would have made a a, 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 chance, a splash or dragons has kind of fallen way out of favor it seems like it's pretty settled at the moment i would have thought uh i'm, I'm surprised there's no uh, boros cycling deck in here no <laughs> um, <laughs> I think cycling's doing all right at the moment. It actually yeah. probably is. There's, there's a lot of counter magic kicking around. Yep. There's no no more no, I mean, white. 
Yeah, no, no, no mono the green mono white either. decks have got bad matchups, or uh, not bad matchups, but an unfavorable matchup against the Winota decks. Yeah, uh, but they match up really well against the Adventures and Urian decks. So, uh, but if you're expecting a lot of uh, Winota, uh, which we've got, uh, you would uh, you want to probably steer away from from mono white. Yeah, definitely. Yep. All right. All right. Well, well let's, let's get into some of the lists. So, yeah, you said, Chewie, we've got three Naya Winota lists. So there's not a huge amount of difference between them, but let's have a look at those first and we can you know, discuss the cards and see what we think. Absolutely. So uh, JDS Walker, Aragoth, and the AV Cable, otherwise known as Tom D, uh, have all registered four copies of Winota Joiner of Forces. Uh, yeah, as you said, there's a couple of minor differences between them uh mainly the numbers of uh selfless savior and a couple of other sort of numbers and then there's some differences in the in the sideboards as well but uh so cracker you've played against winoda a, a little bit what's I your have. feeling on the inclusion or exclusion of selfless savior in a in a list like this i think if you're expecting a lot of interaction selfless savior is like a super super good card it's a one drop it protects your things it's you know it triggers winota most importantly right like it feels like it's it's sort of exactly what you want to be doing on turn one if you're not playing a sentinel so i'm a little surprised that tom d doesn't have any but yeah it's it's certainly what it's just an annoying card to play around as well you know just giving things indestructible it if it's out there and you're like well at least i can hold up a removal spell for winota and they've got a selfless savior out then you need two removal spells or whatever so it it definitely makes playing around things you know or you know just more difficult it's just more interaction so it means your your deck is less efficient right because you want to have a removal spell for an important card and perhaps a key card and you have to like trade down on mana often or you know have two removal spells so it asks a pretty specific question uh, you know, do you have two? Can you, you know, can you kill myself with save? Yeah. And can you then kill the other thing that you're trying to kill? Be that a, you know, a, a chariot or a cat, a lack, or, uh, you know, the, uh, the most played four mana four forward standard at the moment. So yeah, it, it does, um, does a lot for the deck, but we've mentioned it before and probably many times that if you're expecting mirror matches, uh, being the bigger deck could be the, uh, you know, it is always the right thing to do. And I'm, I'm wondering, does this fall into that category or does that fall afoul of that? And and honestly, I'm not sure. Like giving your things the protection that you need with Selfless Saviour, but sometimes it's just a dinky little 1-1, one, one, right? So uh, I'm really interested to get your thoughts on that. What do you think on that one, Shorty? Because it's, you know, does it make you the better creature deck or does it make you worse in the mirror match? Uh, well, I mean, without having played the deck a ton and you know played the mirror match, I, I couldn't give a, a definitive answer on that one. One of the things I sort of look at with these is like Tom D, the AV Cables version, is running three Magdas. Uh, so you get that turn one, like the, in the ideal draw, you get turn one Jaspira Sentinel, turn two Magda. You tap your Magda for your Jaspira Sentinel. You get a treasure. Ideally, you can cast something else off that one mana, or it's just getting you ready for that turn three Winota. So you've you've got that sort of quicker ramp. You're, you're trying to combo 
a little bit quicker. Uh, the lists, so Aragoth and JDS Walker, who are running the Selfless Saviour instead, uh, Aragoth is not running any uh, Magdas, in, instead choosing to run Lotus Cobra, which also works effectively the same as the as the Magda, like some slight differences, but works similar. Yeah, it forms the same role in the deck, just that yeah, does yeah. the job in different ways. Yeah, I agree yep. with that. And JDS Walker is just running the the single Magda, so it changes it changes how explosive you can be, but it offers that that extra level of protection. And and coming from the you know standard mono red player, as I play a, a hell of a lot of, yeah, selfless savior is a pain in the backside when it's like, oh, okay, now I've got to figure out a time when I can kill that selfless savior and then be able to kill like still be able to kill the Winota. And often that means you have to fire off a stomp at a selfless savior. And that just feels horrible because you stomp it and they just sacrifice it and then you lose your bone crusher giant as well. So yeah, I, th- I think it, it probably slows it down by half a turn maybe, uh, but offers more protection in a more controlling environment. In the, in the mirror, I think I would want to be running Tom D's list, the AV cables list, and just trying to Winota as quick as possible. Worth noting, Tom D does have two in the board. Yep. So he does have two, yep. two selfless yep. saviors chilling in the sideboard, yep. ready to go. So not not the full contingent, but yeah, he's he's definitely you know yep. values it post board. The other big difference with Tom D's list, the AV cable, is four Bone Crusher Giant, and uh, in like in the main, and none in the main for either of the other two decks. Both got some number in their sideboards. Uh, JDS has one in the sideboard. Aragoth has, has two. two. Yeah. Yeah. But four in the main for uh, for AV cable. So yeah, I, like the Tom D's list is the list that I think I've seen the most of on on ladder. This seems to be sort of the stock. Maybe this is just like the best of one <laughs> version because that's all I play. Uh, and the others look like they've tried to uh, like pre-meta game for uh, for potential mirrors and, and things like that. So absolutely. Yeah. And you talk about pre-meta gaming. Uh, JDS Walker has two copies of Ox of Agonis. Uh, in the mm. main deck, uh, yep. so you know we just mentioned the lack of uh, rogues, and you know that's that's the default for for playing against rogues. It's like, oh, you milled my thing and counted all my stuff. Now I'm gonna play this five three that refills my hand, and and you know I'm gonna beat you with that. Um, it's interesting. It will be interesting to see how often that gets cited out, or whether that becomes you know a really good call in this meta. And, you know, if there's a whole bunch of creatures just sort of smashing into each other, having a, you know, repeatable 5-3 that refills your hand, you know, can really make your uh, your deck go the long game. So I would say looking at these three Winota decks, uh, the most sort of uh, aggressive, if, if you like, the, the one that is the most focused on doing Winota things is AV Cable, followed by... You know, Aragoths with the the Lotus Cobras and the you know only two uh, sorry only uh, two copies of Minsk uh, Tangled Florahedron to make sure that always hits that land drop uh, is sort of somewhere in between and JDS is kind of more in it for the long game and just the nature of the deck with Innkeepers and Yaspira Sentinels you're still going to get those early Winotas and going to do those busted Winota things some percentage of the time, but it's uh, JDS's deck looks like it is more capable of playing the longer game, at least in game one. So uh, I think that's really interesting. And another two copies of Ox 
in the uh, in the sideboard for for JDS as well. So if that is a good cut, he can bring in more copies. So uh, three decks of the same archetype, but all with you know the needle is moved along the uh, along the axis a little on, yeah, on each of them. Along, so. along the pre sideboarding on <laughs> axis, uh, yeah, JDS exactly Walker right. also running an Acroan War in the main, and that is actually something that we'll see. A little bit. That's something that jumped out at me when I was looking at the decks. Uh, there is uh, a number of uh, of main deck of Chrome War, which is uh, you know in and of itself is quite interesting. So yeah, so that's Winota. I think we talked about Winota way more than we thought we would, but I, I think there's enough differences there. I mean, it's it's a big chunk of the field. <laughs> yeah, and have we, we can have a quick look through their sideboards and just see like there is a, a decent amount of difference in the sideboard. So what are we seeing that's crucial? In, uh, in in any of these sideboards that's standing out. We've got Drenith Magistrate from the AV Cable, um, and, you know, that is a uh, a really important card. Uh, so your opponents can't cast spells from anywhere other than their hands, right? And Good against Saltai Ultimatum. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it doesn't stop Winota. It just puts things into the no. battlefield. They're not casting Stops uh, escaping oxes it, and things and, like and that. And it stops creatures on adventure. So yeah. it it's uh, I think that that is looking at some of the other uh, decks in the format. I think that is something that is an important choice, and so that definitely jumps out. There's also Redain um, from from Tom D, but I'm not sure how good that is going to be in this particular uh, meta. And the card that jumps out to me in it's not in uh, Tom D's list, but it's in both Aragoth and JDS. Aragoth has four copies, JDS has three. Archon of Absolution, which is if you, can anyone remember what that does? It's a three and a white for a three-two flyer. It's pro-white, so good at blocking uh, a lot of the humans from the uh, the Winota list. Uh, but it also has creatures can't attack you or a planeswalker you control unless their controller pays one for each of those creatures. So it's a I'm busy. assuming this is for the mirror because it stops that turn four or turn three Winota, you know, drop Winota and then attack with all your creatures because you don't have the mana spare to attack with those creatures. You're waiting an extra turn to be able to attack with any of those creatures to get that Winota trigger and just buys you that extra turn to hopefully have some sort of removal spell to deal with that Winota. And it's a non-human, so it triggers your Winota. <laughs> so, <Yes. laughs> yeah, uh, so it's a nice little cherry on top as well. So, yeah, good pick up there. Uh, and that is something that uh, is a, a really good call, I think. It's a 3-2 uh, you know, is kind of its only, only downfall, but it does uh, definitely cause a, a, you know, a full-turn speed bump, which is probably all you need to win the game, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you notice anything else in there, Cracker? Uh, Tom D's got four red cap melees in mm. his board. That so kills Winota good. Kills Winota really good. Um, yeah, it's look, th- there's a whole bunch of different choices. You know, some there's Clothis in a couple. There's Burning Hands, and you know, like there's a smattering. Everyone's kind of hedged against rogues in some way. You know, there's like either Oxes or Phoenix of Ash in the sideboard, or, or both, or both. So it, it was something that people were definitely anticipating being around. I don't know. It feels like looking at this, there's definitely dead cards in, in their sideboards, which, you know, is always going to happen. But like Redain, for example, I don't see where that's going to be good. No, it's good against, good against mono red. Can be can be a bit annoying. 
Uh, it's, it's real it's, annoying against is it tempo, let me tell you. Yep. That shield just taxing you on everything you're trying to do. Just like, oh, my spells are fair now. That's no good. <laughs> yeah. Can be good sometimes against Sultai Ultimatum. Uh, just sort of delays the the board wipes and obviously adds attacks onto the, the ultimatum as well. Uh, as well as if you go and get any non-creature spells uh, off your ultimatum, it taxes those. So mm-hmm. can be good against those, but we've only got the one ultimatum deck in the field. And one thing we'll look at a little bit later is where are, you know the, what are the matchups that we're actually going to see. So we'll see if that's actually going to be relevant. All right, that's probably enough on Winota. No one likes that deck and everyone's pretty glad to see it rotating in a couple of weeks. What's the next deck on the list, Cracker? Next one we have is... We've got Benny R and Hemsey on the Dark Gruel, as apparently it's been dubbed. <laughs> We're back which, to that. Back which to, feel, what is it, Khan's block days? Yeah, it, is- it, it feels a little loose. The Dark Element is uh, like three cards in their sideboard. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a Gruel deck yep. and it's Adventures, right? Well, not not the full Adventures package, but they're doing like Edgewell Innkeeper, Bone Crusher, Lovestruck, Goldspan... And then they've got like Cleave, Seeker's Chariot, and the Magda package as well. So, a couple of packages kind of jammed in together here with just the the three best, you know, uh, adventure creatures, and then the the kind of the the Magda treasure package. Yeah, what do you- we've seen we've seen this deck for quite a while. Yeah, we have. Like it's nothing new. Sim- similar version. Like Chewy, you've played a ton of Gruul. Not, oh, I don't know it. if you've played much of this version, but uh, I, know I haven't you've played, played a lot much of it. with the um, the black splash out of the sideboard. But certainly uh, earlier I on, I don't know in- what sideboards are anyway. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's, uh, <laughs> seven cards you don't use. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's that thing that's got that really terrible uh, UI on the in- right interface. Hand side of your deck. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh, that that, with, that little tab that I keep closed all the time. Yeah, I just yeah. Don't, I never right. pop it out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, look, this is just kind of the except for probably mono red, uh, the the default, uh, just like creature beat down Embercleave deck, right? So it's it just. It's got a good mana engine, so which lets it go a little bit bigger. So it's not as low to the ground as the mono red deck, but with uh, the Sentinels and the Magdas, you're able to you know generate that little bit more mana. The Edgewell Innkeeper lets you generate a few more cards, which you know lets you hit things like uh, Asika's Chariot and Goldspan Dragon. And you know most of the decks in uh, this top eight are running uh, Asika's Chariot, the Cat Alak. And it's a, you know, you can play that thing on turn three and it can take over the game pretty quickly, which, you know, combined with, you know, the Sentinels, the uh, the tokens from Lovestruck Beast, the Innkeepers, you can get an Embercleave for two red mana pretty quickly. Uh, and that's also a good thing to use your, um, you know, the treasures of Magda uh, for as well. So I think this is, um, you know, a really focused deck. It's just kind of a, a really good aggressive deck in in and of itself it's got you know we've talked about jds walker's deck having some tools for the long game and you know shadow skull smashing is a good way to remove multiple creatures um and you know both decks are playing uh well three and four uh copies of shadow skull smashing uh so they're always gonna hit their land drops they're always gonna have that top end removal spell um a seeker's chariot can go long We've got copies of the Akroan War, again. Uh, again, uh, just a, a really good card and something can win the game on its own, but is a little bit expensive at four mana. But having the 
mana engine that you get from Sentinel Magda lets you do that. And something that I played a fair bit of in mono green uh, throughout the group stage of this league is Ranger class. And that does so much more than uh, just making a creature big. The level three on that is actually legit. It lets you play the long game in in what is essentially just a creature deck. It lets you find just more and more um, threats. And when you've got like an innkeeper going, you know, you're finding, you know, Bone Crusher Giants and Love Strike Beasts, they're just drawing more and more cards. So if the game does go long, that's a really powerful thing to do. In, in the past, these decks used to run uh, Great Henge, um, I believe. Like Hemsey has two a or copy. three Great Henge. Yeah, Hemsey's gone, still gone with one. But Great Henge sort of served that purpose as well. It was like, okay, drop drop your Lovestruck Beast. Next turn, you play Great Henge. Gaining life is always nice. But it was just that, that extra card draw and your creatures are coming in that little bit bigger than your opponents. And Ranger class has kind of taken that slot. Uh, it's, a, you know, it's a two drop gets you a two two awesome that's what you want in your aggressive creature deck where you're trying to have creatures on the board for your embercleave and then the bonuses once you start leveling it up yeah they they do stack up and then playing creatures off the top works really well yeah uh yeah. in the mono green deck i was playing henge and ranger class and that was pretty sweet i gotta tell you it felt it felt a little bit like um that runaway steam king and that enchantment yeah frenzy yeah yep. frenzy yeah it felt a little bit like that yeah it was yep. enjoyable I haven't actually seen this, and because I, I haven't played with this card myself. But can you cast the adventure side of a creature no. off? No, you can only no. cast the creature side. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Cool. I've found that myself. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You can't cast the um, stomp or the. Yep. Yep. yep Heart's desire. Yep. Yep. No, that's cool. Um, like a couple of things to note. So like Hemsey's running one ox in the main deck again. I guess uh, expecting potentially some rogues and so going down on one goldsban dragon and running an ox instead and uh benny r is running two red cap melees in the main which is a uh a bold choice probably not a bad choice where maybe once we look at the matchups and see who he's actually playing that may pay off uh but yeah potentially a dead card like if you go up against soul ties your first round matchup that's uh that's two cards that are doing nothing in your list so yeah, it's a bit of a gamble isn't it yeah it's interesting because in in that slot it looks like the hemsey's playing two copies of rimrock knight yeah yeah instead yep so just a little more aggressive but kind of you know stomp is your only interaction basically yep apart from crown wars the other big thing that these decks, yeah these decks both like they picked up in two colors the den of the bugbear and the lair of the hydra so the creature lands from the D&D set. We haven't seen a ton of D&D cards in these. There's a few, like like Ranger Class, but the lands are definitely having in, had an impact in Standard. So the Den of the Bugbear is the, the red one that for three and a red turns it into a 3-2 uh, goblin, and when it attacks, you create a, a goblin token that's tapped and attacking, so pretty solid. And the green one's the Lair of the Hydra, which is pay X and a green until end of turn it becomes an XX Hydra. So... Pretty good lands. The, the Lair of the Hydra, we didn't mention that, but that is in all of the Winota decks because, again, it is a cheap non-human, so you can activate it, make it a 1-1, and uh, and then attack to get an extra trigger off your Winota. But, yeah, doing a bit of work in the uh, the Gruel decks as well. Yeah, what we creature lands have been historically really good, and yeah. these are no exception as well. So, yeah. the, the, these, these decks just don't run out of things to do with their mana. 
I think is like the most important thing about them. There's always something to do. You can always like level up your ranger class. Oh, by the way, uh, there's ranger class in all three of the Winota decks as well. Um, either one or two copies yep. in each one. Um, and then activating the lands as well. There's just like, there's always something they can do. And once you, like you said, Chewie, you level up ranger class to level three and all of a sudden you're casting cards off the top of your deck. Like you just never run out of gas. Yeah. And I have lost to my opponent finding Winota off a of ranger class more than once. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, that hurts. Uh, but yeah, it's a, you know, I would have killed them except they could, you know, play things a turn early. And, you know, card advantage in, you know, Naya creature decks you know this is this is modern magic right here right so it's a well, they're a, green man it's what are you talking about yeah that's very true it's, yeah. it's the best card drawer in the game now yeah it, it is <laughs> yeah it just is does that make giant growth better than ancestral recall yes definitely yeah 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 okay it's all right healing salve is still the worst yeah no debate there <laughs> so is there anything else here that you know you think that um you know, in the sideboard with Benny and Hemsy, that will make it a uh, a bit of a splashy. Obviously, Ray of it's the, the dark thing, right? It's why yeah. there's black mana, and also you know the the treasure tokens from from Magda for the Ray of Enfeeblement. Yeah, which just straight up deals with with Magda. So for those who might not have seen it, Ray of Enfeeblement. Sorry, wait, yes. It also kills Magda. It does kill Magda, yeah. yeah. I don't know that that's what Uh, you want to be doing with your raid, but, you know, (laughs) I guess you can. Uh, So, one black for an instant. uh, Target creature gets minus four, minus one until end of turn. If that creature is white, it gets minus four, minus four. So, one black mana kills a uh, a Winota. Made sure I got the right card name there. So, you said there's black mana off, you know, um, Sentinels and, and Magdas. How else are they casting this, Cracker? Off their pathways. They have got a playset of the Blightstep Pathway, which is the Black Red Jewel Land. And the, and, uh, and the, green the black Dark Poor as well. Oh, yeah, they are playing the Dark Poor as well. Yeah, of course. Yep. Yep. So it's free, right? Because in game one, or when you don't need black mana, you just play the, the side. Well, they're just mountains you... or forests. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's a really interesting, uh, really interesting take and obviously one that's done really well. And we saw... Uh, multiple copies doing of this deck or this archetype in the ESL finals the other week as well, and uh, that's a um, you know it's a it's a powerful strategy. And you know you can often just leave a black mana up against your Winota opponent, even if you don't have Ray of Enfeeblement, and you can yeah, bluff it. You've always got to respect it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. The other um, big thing to point out with the Ray of Enfeeblement is. Because it is minus four, minus four, it gets around the Selfless Saviour. Yes. Selfless Saviour gives a creature indestructible, and minus four, minus four doesn't care about indestructible. The Winota will still die. So that is a, I think that's the big reason. Like looking at Benny R's list, he has no red cap melees in the sideboard. He's just got the two in the main, and that's it. And But the three, three Raven Enfeeblements. Uh, Hemsey's gone for a bit of a split. It's still got the same totals, three Raven Feeblement, two Red Cap Melee. But, uh, yeah, I think the Raven Feeblement is sort of really what you want to be bringing in for, for that Winota. Yep, absolutely. And um, I might have mentioned about seven Asikas Chariots across these two decks as well. So, uh, I have a question. Mm. What is Masked Vandal in the sideboard for? Because <laughs> I had to look it up. It's yep. one and a green for a 1-3. It's a common from uh, Kaldheim. And it's a changeling. 
it says when mask vandal enters the battlefield you may exile a creature card from your graveyard if you do exile target artifact or enchantment an opponent controls it's pretty good at is killing, that there just for chariots uh yeah chariots for ranger class uh okay there may be you know we don't have any in this um in this top eight but you know you could get like some doom foretold brew going and anything like that so but yeah i think it's a pretty good answer to chariot yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's just not it's, instant it's speed. An, it's an answer. I don't know if it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I guess you're, you're trading up on... Yeah, well, on you play Cherry, you and, get cats. And you can block because it's a 1-3 instead of a... Yeah. I guess, yeah, it's, yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. There's, like, there's a look, lot of sideboard cards in here for... Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, look, looking at Hemsey's sideboard, we've got three Raven Feedment. Yep, awesome against Winota. Two Red Cap Melee. Awesome against Winota. Two Burning Hands can actually be very good against Winota. That deals six to the Chariot if you want to kill that, or it just deals two to all the small stuff that's going to attack and uh, trigger Winota. Emperor's Shieldbreaker can kill the chariot. Master Vandal kills a chariot. Uh, Crow and War steals your opponent's Winota. Like, that's, what, 11 cards or something out of the out of Come the prepared. Hemsey has come prepared. <laughs> and that preparedness is why he's our, you know, end boss. He's our uh, reigning champion. So, yeah. Um, but Benny R has a, a not dissimilar strategy he's got shredded sails instead of the uh the mask vandal uh which is you know uh i played this in the cycling deck back in the day but yeah, yeah instant speed it's a shatter um one in a red destroy an artifact it also deals four damage to a target creature with flying which may or may not come in handy but again pretty good against rogues pretty good against goldspan dragon and, or against goldspan dragon absolutely and or you can just cycle it away right so uh um, effectively modal war. It is a straight up modal card um, there, which is, you know, destroy an artifact, plummet, or draw a card. So it's a um, a similar role to Mass Vandal, uh, but... But instant speed. Yeah, instant I, speed, I, like, maybe I like sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of the Mass Vandal. It uh, seems like an odd choice. and Plus, you have to have something in the graveyard. So if none yeah. of your things have died, it's it, you have to have a creature that's it's dead in your graveyard. Yeah, yeah, and like I mean, we all know what conditional removal things are like. It's yeah, not great. Yeah, nope. So there there might be something else that it's there for that we're Definitely. not seeing. But yeah, uh, well, you know, who knows? Hemsy might make us eat our words on the weekend, and this usually card does. Be pivotal. <laughs> <laughs> usually does. That's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, what's the next list, Chew? Uh, Plunks, uh, who is, so we're into our like unique decks now and, uh, Plunks has registered Tima Luca. So we've got, uh, the adventures package. So Innkeeper, Bonecrusher Giant, Brazen Borrower, Lovestruck Beasts, but also Lanawa Visionary times four and two Coma, uh, with three Luca Coppercoat Outcast. So you can turn any one of your adventure creatures or the visionary into, you know, a giant 6 6 legendary serpent and uh, some chariot and then just good cards, right? So there's Disdainful Strokes, pretty good against Winota, pretty good against Ultimatums and Chariots. Uh, and then some removal spells in Fire Prophecy, which also puts your comas back into your deck so you can get them out with. Yeah, very, uh, very crucial. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a Prismari Command, uh, which is a, a really versatile card. Uh, it's some ways to win the game uh, outside of your adventure creatures in uh, Sigur's Chariot and 
uh, a Crown War. So uh, I I like this deck in that it is uh, Team Adventures, but instead of just having the Goldspan Dragon and Alrin's Epiphany on the top end, it's got more of a combo element to it. And yeah, it's a uh, a really interesting sort of take. And I'm really interested to see how this is positioned in you know what the metagame that we've talked about so far being uh five decks playing uh Yespira Sentinel and various numbers of Magda uh is just going bigger and comering people going to be enough for for Plunksy here so I'm we not saw it was it uh Thoris Chris Hemsworth I think who played this yep. list in the last mm-hmm. finals sure did and uh yeah we definitely saw a couple of games where got that comer out on the field and it just took over the game like it's just it's very hard to kill and once you get a couple of serpents there it's just like yeah okay i'm i'm you know you can't attack me and i can just keep well when i get to the point where i'm ready to go i can just tap down your board and just kill you and it just completely took over the game so very very powerful card and on like you're putting that on top of the tried and true proven very strong package of the all the adventure stuff so yeah, good, good deck and has some control, some answers, that sort of thing, and the Chariot, which is doing quite well at the moment. So I think it's in a good position. The, an interesting thing to note is in the main deck, the only card from the D&D set is one Lair of the Hydra. That's it. Yeah. A uh, cu- couple wow. of sideboard cards, but one D&D card being one single land. So <laughs> this interesting. Deck, uh, this deck will do really well post-rotation. There's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be really Comans. strong. <laughs> there's, 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 no, your triumphs are gone. Uh, you can keep your pathways. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, Plunsy just pr- wanted look, to play this one more time. <laughs> look, you, you know, and you can't you can't blame a man for that. Look, uh, I have posited a couple of times that we should just keep Brazen Borrower and Bone Crusher Giant around for longer, but... Uh, Everyone seems to I'm disagree with, with me. Yeah, I know you are, but everyone else is like, what is wrong with you? Those cards are dumb. But uh, yeah. Look, the, the fact blue that and the red ones l- you wanted to keep. That's interesting. Yeah. Yes, yes. Who would have thought? Uh, <laughs> the, the fact that you can Luca on turn four off a of visionary, I think is super powerful. So yeah. you can, you know, tap your visionary, play your Luca, sack your visionary, go get a coma. And a, a turn four coma, that's a handful for anybody. Mm. Like it doesn't matter who it is, because unless you know your opponent's got a, a, a similarly good Winota draw, they're not going to be out in front enough. I wouldn't have thought to, to easily overcome that. Can it be done? Of course. Like Winota does some particularly busted things, and if you've got Manor and Kenrith and all that sort of stuff, like it can go wider and, and go bigger and get way out of hand. But yeah, a turn four coma is nothing I want to be seeing anytime. I want to see yeah. that on my side of the battlefield, but not my opponents. <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah, I, I want to see That's it on commentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yes. Uh, what do we What do we think about the the sideboard here? Um, so three red cap melee. I keep getting the R and M mixed up, and I have to. I'm gonna, <laughs> if uh, if anybody wants to hang out on the stream on Saturday, and could you just keep a count? Of how many times I say mid cap relay, please, because I just I don't know why I just keep getting it factor brunt. Um, so yeah, three melee, two burning hands. We've already talked about those being good. Two copies of Cinderclasm, I think, is mm. uh, pretty important. Particularly, there's a lot of one toughness creatures in both the Gruul and the Winota decks. 
So that could and be... And in the Ragavan deck as well. Yeah, yeah, which we will get to, absolutely. So that is a... Uh, you know, Plunks may be wishing he added in an extra copy, perhaps, but uh, I think that's going to be uh, one of those sideboard cards that he just really wants to draw in a lot of matchups. Um, negate and Test of Talents with a, uh, you know, a bit of a, a counterspell package with uh, Mystical Dispute as well. So, uh, you know, there's not a lot of blue cards in this top eight but uh you know negate and test of talents definitely have a a few targets uh clothis and uh ox for the rogues decks that don't exist so yeah i think i think this is a pretty well constructed sideboard for a, an unknown meta how do you guys feel is there anything here that really jumps out at you or some do you think there's anything missing from here no uh, i think i think it's pretty good i think yeah this is a good as you said a well-balanced sideboard yep. for the expected metagame and it's gonna turn out fairly good yeah there's a couple of cards there in the the three ox and the one clothes that are probably probably never going to see them sided in i don't think in in any of the matchups that we're going to see the disputes negate test the talents they do have the potential to come up uh, i did have a quick look at the the schedule and and the bracket set up and there is the potential that plunksy can go up against the Salto Ultimatum list if uh, if both those players were to win their, their first round. So if that were to happen, he's going to be very, very glad that he's got those cards in the sideboard. Um, and yeah, I, I think the rest, like the Red Cat Melee's Burning Hands, Cyndaclasms are, are all good. They've all got their places and they're all going to be handy for a lot of matchups in, in this bracket. So Look, J-Mud's not going to like me saying this, but I reckon it must feel pretty amazing to test of talents and Immersion Ultimatum. i reckon if you get away with that one you'd feel pretty good yep yep that's living the dream isn't it yeah yep all right well uh speaking of j mud i've got to say i'm pretty disappointed he's gone (laughs) to the dark side this is the list that he submitted so j mud shame on you shame on you what do we got here cracker well speaking of things that everyone's just like so thrilled uh and not staying around the yorion piles (laughs) This is the yeah. Emergent Ultimatum deck. And, you know, it's an 80-card special. And having looked through it, I mean, there's 80 cards, so I can't say that I've, you know, I know everything. It looks <laughs> like they all do. So, you've got the, the standard um, Ultimatum packages, right, with uh, Valky and... Uh, However you say that, Kyrovic. Kyrovic. Karavek, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep uh, no, no, no. I was thinking of uh, the Prater, which I've gone blank on now. Vorinclus, Vorinclus. Yeah, the yep. uh, it's the Phyrexian art version in yes. our stick list here. <laughs> and then you know Aaron's Epiphany, and and you know just like those kinds of things. It does look like he's gone quite heavy on sweepers. We've got six sweepers in the main deck: um, Pestilent Haze, Shadows Verdict, and Extinction Event. Um, so he's definitely ready for the the smaller creature matchups. And then, you know, it's just a lot of interaction, right? And ramp. And, and ramp, just kind yeah. Of the, that's, that's what the deck is. It's interaction, ramp, and win conditions. Pestilent Haze is a, a, a good addition to this deck in the, you know, Winota metagame. And, yeah, looking at, at the decks that, you know, have been submitted, Pestilent Haze is going to do a lot of work. Uh, yeah, and definitely. I'm just checking the sideboard. There is not any more copies, but... But adding uh, Karavik the Spiteful, which for those who don't know, is uh, <laughs> is a, a card from M21, so it will rotate. Uh, and it is a, and we, I remember talking about this on the cast when we were 
um, going through the preview season, we're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this might see some playing sideboards. Never did I think it might rock up in a in a main deck anywhere. But that's the beauty of playing eighty card decks; you can squeeze things like this in, I guess. So, uh, black and two for a three-two legendary creature, human warlock. Other creatures get minus one, minus one. So just like yeah, so uh, you know, call back to Knight of Souls betrayal, yeah, Knight of Souls the, yeah, from the yep. Kamigawa block, but um, the Elish Norn. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but if you look at the the other deck lists that we've spoken about, be they you know the the Gruel decks or the Winota decks, and even a number of the cards in the in Plunksy's deck in the Luca deck, a lot of stuff dies to this thing. So I can tell you now, Mono Red does not like that card. <laughs> no, well, you can just you can just like stomp it and move on with your life, I guess. But yeah, um, uh, state based effects mean you don't get a chance to respond. Yeah, man. Yeah. like it hits the battlefield. No, you still lose everything. Die. Yeah. So it's effectively the seventh sweeper, it, but yeah, it, 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 it is it one is. that you can tutor up with your ultimatum if you want to. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, J has got that option. Uh, it's got the normal. Um, you know, package of, you know, Valky and, and Vorinclex with, um, you know, Time Walk effects and Cure Abyss's Sea God and things like that. But yeah, one, one thing is interesting with that package is, like, there's none of the Liliana Planeswalker that most of the yeah, Ultimatum decks have been playing. J-Mud's playing one Quandrix Cultivator, which is, I think we spoke about this when it got previewed, it's one green, blue, and then a hybrid green, blue. So four mana for a 3-4. When it enters the battlefield, search your library for a basic forest or island card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. So it's a 3-4 that ramps you for four. But yeah, it seems to be playing that in place of the the one of Liliana that uh, sometimes well, comes up as... is replacing the Liliana perhaps as well. Uh, I've, yeah. seen, I've seen the Cultivator in these lists randomly, and I guess... Like, the deck's playing four copies of Cultivate, and you're an 80-card deck, and you want to draw Cultivate, right? So the next best thing we've got is the Cultivator. Uh, so that might just be a concession to playing 80 cards and yeah. wanting to, to draw your key ramp spell. Yeah. Also, doesn't die to Shadow's Verdict, doesn't die to Pestilent Haze. So if you're wiping the board, you can still leave yourself with a 3-4 uh, a creature on the field, so... Yeah, and in the world of Stomp and and things like that, a a 3-4 can be annoying for for creature decks as well. So, yeah, it's it's a one-off. But I I think it also speaks to the package of two Poly K, three Elder Gargaroth, where, Mm. you know, J-Mud's list is less combo control and is more mid-range with sweepers. So, uh, you know, pulling a shorty and playing a creature deck with sweepers, but... Yeah, I, I think that's a concession to Winota. It's like if I don't draw a you know a, a creature, oh, sorry, a, a sweeper, I've got one of these creatures that's going to you know buy me some turns until I do, and yeah. also just a way to win the game if someone does test a talent's my thing. I can just yep. play Gargaroths and Polykays and try to win that way. I mean, it's just pretty easy to turn four Gargaroth, right? Yeah, you've got Wolf Willow Havens and Cultivates. It's it's not hard for you to. To kind of drop that, and that that card is is super yeah, annoying for, for all decks to kind of yep. get around. It's it does yeah. a lot, mind you. That's why there's the burning hands in all the sideboards, right? To, yeah, absolutely. To deal yeah, with exactly. that Gargaroth. Yep. And it, the Gargaroth may also be, oh, and the Pelucranos, you know, expecting some rogues in the metagame as well. Both are pretty good against rogues with the reach of Gargaroth and the recursion of Pelucranos. So um, that may have factored into 
the decision to play those numbers as well. Yeah. I just look at, like, we've just talked about, what, six decks that are all creature decks. Mm-hmm. And you look down this list and it is, you know, Pelucranos or Kervek, however you say that thing. That thing, that thing kills small creatures. Pelucranos can fight creatures. Elder Gargaroth's awesome at blocking creatures. And then we've got four Heartless Act, three Power Word Kill, two Pestilent Haze, two Extinction Event, two Shadows Verdict. Four Binding Gods. Yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah, completely missed that one as well. Four bindings, so that's a lot of removal for six creature decks in our in our field. So Se- seven. <laughs> the last one's a creature well, deck yeah, as well. The last one's a creature deck as well. Yep. So I, I think he maybe Jay Muds, you know, he might be onto something here. We, I might be eating my words about how uh, about the shame on him, but uh, he's he might be trying to find his way into the envy. Look, he's Just, group uh, chewy, so sneaking. you know I, I do hope he does really well because <laughs> uh, we haven't had a uh, a league winner from group chewy, so no pressure, J Mud, but don't let us down. <laughs> yeah, and you talk about the the removal shorty. There's more in the sideboard as well. There's yes. a, another power word kill. There's an Elspeth nightmare and a second Caravec. So that is uh, you know <laughs> there's more on tap if uh, if J Mud feels the need. I like it. There's yep, also Duress, which is uh, probably a card that's a not... A big whiff. <laughs> yeah, not not going to... It's four That ain't coming in ever. No. Yeah. No. Yep. In fact, I don't think there's a lot in this sideboard that's coming in ever. So he's got like Maze Mind, Dispute, Test of Talents, right? And Comas are all four control mirrors. Yeah. yeah Duress as well, where you want to be able to... You know, outgrind your opponent, outvalue them, kind of Steal their put ultimatum. down difficult to yeah, just difficult to deal with threats, that kind of stuff. And he's just not going to need any of those. It it literally is just like power word kill, Elspeth nightmare, and Karavik. Even Elspeth's nightmare is not that good. It, I was going to say nightmare is a nightmare if you're playing rogues. Yeah. Um, but or if you're not, Oh yeah, <sighs> yeah. Or just cracker generally. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that card. Um, but <laughs> the, the last chapter says exile target opponent's graveyard. Of course you hate that. Yeah, it's just rude. <laughs> but at the same time, like, yeah, I think his main deck is really well set up. I, I think look, the, the the thing with Yorion decks has been and will always be, if you draw the right half, you will win. If yeah. you don't, you will lose. Because the format is punishing, right? Like you can't stop. No, the reason why these Winota decks are doing so well is they put so much pressure on from turn two that you just need to, you know, make sure you're hitting all of your land drops and all your interaction. And if if you get a little bit behind, there's no catch up, right? It's it's very difficult to kind of regain that loss. Um, I mean, he he's got the tools, you know. If you can hit your extinction event, then like you can definitely get back in it. But um, yeah, the the deck does need to to line up right, and I guess you're leaning pretty heavily on. What Omen of the Sea is kind of your only fixing, if that makes sense. Your yeah, card draw, selection. It's, it's, yeah, your selection. That's what I'm looking for. Yep, that's kind of it. So, yeah, if- some tri- triomes that cycle. Well, speaking yeah. of triomes, one of the things I'm worried <laughs> and Temple uh, of Miladies. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, one of the things I'm worried about with J Mud's deck, and to a lesser degree, Plunks's as well, is the combination of triomes, Layer of the Hydra, and Fable Passage. Sometimes you get really awkward hands where just all your lands come into play tapped and you, yeah. you're always kind of on the back foot and that like Winota players just like lick their lips at that opportunity right where they can just you know get you so 
that is something that, um, you know, a, a little bit of luck will need to go uh, J-Mud and Plunks' way, particularly in the Winota matchup on the draw. So that specific set of circumstances, their mana base could bite them a little bit, but when they're playing three-color decks, that's the price you have to pay, right? Yep. All right, so one deck left, and we saved the spiciest for last. We've got Ragavan, or Squid Plays, as uh, sometimes known by. Uh, I've never seen this deck before. Well, this this version, I don't think. Oh, actually, I might have seen it when like the D&D set first came out, but this is a red-black. We've got like a bit of the treasure package. It's like a sacrifice deck. What What's going on here? Well, it, it answers a lot of your um, sort of uh, unspoken requests of having some more D&D cards on display here, <laughs> considering this is the D&D League. Uh, yes. But I, yeah, I've, I've run into this a few times on the ladder, and it... Uh, depending on what deck I'm playing, it can be uh, a, a good matchup or a horrible matchup. And uh, I think uh, Ragavan may have uh, made the right call here. So this is, um, yeah, effectively Red Black Sacrifice, which, you know, uh, something that you're pretty familiar with, Shorty. You generally add, you know, caps and ovens and a whole other yeah, color. Yeah, dif- different as, version. Yeah. So three Shambling Ghast. Uh, so uh, Adventures Forgotten Realm Draft common all-star uh which is you know it's a one mana one one zombie when it dies you can either create a treasure or uh, kill an edge or innkeeper um Kalein, reclusive painter is you know this i've first picked this card a few times and uh so she is a red black for a one two elf bard uh when she comes into play you create a treasure and other creatures you control enter the battlefield with an additional plus one counter on them for each treasure spent to cast them. So a bit of an engine there, uh, you know, can pump up your pump up your team. A couple of Croxes, Bone Crusher Giants, because Bone Crusher Giant, four copies of Woe Strider as a way to uh, freely sack stuff. Uh, Orcus, Prince of Undeath, and I love this card. I've, I've drafted this card a few <laughs> times, and it's it's won me a, a few limited matches. Uh, so it is X two red black for a five three flying trample. When it enters the battlefield, choose one. Uh, each creature gets minus X minus X until the end of turn. You lose X life or return up to X target creature cards with total mana cost, total mana value. Sorry. Uh, X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield, they gain haste until end of turn. So it's either like wipe the board, I'm going to end up with a 5-3 flying trample, or I'm going to rebuy a bunch of my stuff. You know, you can get back Shambling Gas, Kalein, Croxer for extra value. Uh, it's got a Goldspan Dragon and, a, and an Ox as well. And it's got, you know, uh, Village Rights as... Uh, a way to sack things as well with uh, as well as the Woe Strider, but Village Rights is uh, you know also draws cards. So yeah, this this deck's very very cool, and it I think it's well positioned. It could have Ragavan's taken a big swing uh, with this. This is uh, you know things needed to line up their way for this deck to be well positioned. And against Winona, I think this just might be. Uh, a, a really good call and they've set themselves up you know main deck rave enfeeblement to uh to be re- really well positioned in this metagame what do you guys reckon uh i'm not a big fan <laughs> what do no? you think cracker 
I want to live. I want. I want. I want Ragavan to live the dream of having a goldspan dragon out and then just orcusing back like ten manners worth of stuff, <laughs> <laughs> just with, and then you know with with Kalein and uh, I, I don't know. I actually don't think it's good against Winota. Uh, yeah, I don't think it is either. It kills all of their stuff with what? Yeah, with what? You got two ray of infusion. You've got six two, removal two spells. Heartless act. You've got yeah. shambling ghast to. Uh, How do you kill Winota? You've got four spells. Yeah, but you kill all the things that stop Winota triggering. This is what that's what this deck does. Yeah, it, it, I mean, in the chat he was saying that he was not looking forward to playing against this metagame against all these aggressive creature decks. He he clearly doesn't think it's a good matchup. Yeah, but then you had in the in also in the chat, Hemsey was like, "Hang on, my deck has a lot of X ones like Winota as well. I'm worried about sure. this." So that's that's what this deck is designed to do. And, you know, with, uh, yeah, the only thing I don't like about this deck is it's only got three copies of Shambling Ghast. Uh, this deck needs to draw Shambling Ghast to do the thing that I'm describing. And, yeah, I think this is, if you know, when you talk about living the dream with Goldsburn Dragon, living the dream is just always having Shambling Ghast on turn one. I yeah, that's so. true. Like, Shambling Ghast into Village Rides is pretty sweet. Like, if you yeah. can get to do that consistently, then that's definitely, like, a nice little thing. It's a lot of Kalanes. <laughs> Is what I think about this. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can always legend, like, legend rule it just to get a you, get a treasure. Can, and, yeah. But it doesn't seem like. Am am I missing something in terms of how many treasures this deck can make? Yeah, not not many. It's like get, it's like when Shamlin Gus Shamling dies, yeah. and when Kalane ETBs, and, and then only one gold the span. one goldspan. Yeah. The other thing I feel like this deck is missing is claim the firstborn. Like you've got one Acroan War in the main to steal a creature. Yep. But you've got. Four Woe Riders as a sack outlet, four Village Rights as another sack outlet, mm-hmm. but no no Claim the Firstborn. Like, traditionally, these red-black sacrifice-style decks ran three or four. Well, that was yeah, the play some sort of format. threaten, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Because yeah. you, so, you'd steal a Lovestruck Beast, attack with it, sack it, yeah. Yep, exactly. So that that's odd to me. Two, like looking in the sideboard, you've got another two Ray of Enfeeblement, so you can have a total of four in, in the main, which, yeah, definitely Plus is going to Plus a Redcap Melee, so five ways to kill Winota. And a Heartless Act. Plus so there's a lot yep. of ways you can do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I like- some, Sometimes Croxer is just like, you know, backbreaking, right? Like you can just keep recurring that, and I guess that's kind of what part of the plan is here, to just, you know, put a bunch of stuff in your graveyard and, and recur that, and that can just be really difficult to deal with, but- I don't know if it's fast enough, and I don't know if it's grindy enough for the grindy ones. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, the, the, yeah. I think the it's Orcus stuck in the middle. Grind. Orcus yeah. lets you grind. Uh, I think the the biggest issue that uh, Regavan's going to face is they play Plunks in in game one, and and I don't in in their first match, and I don't know if the deck's set up well against the Luca deck. Uh, so uh, you know they do have instant speed removal spells to stop the Luca um, activations, but yeah, I, 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 he's up against it to uh, to try to beat Plunks, I think. I think that's not the best matchup for him. Mm. Yep. Lots of one-ofs in the sideboard. We've got a couple of Jurez, two Ray of Enfeeblement, one Red Cap Melee, two Burning Hands, one Heartless Act, another Croxar, two Roiling Vertex. Ro- Roiling Vortex. Said that totally <laughs> wrong. Uh, good against the, the Ultimatum deck. A c- a c- Caravan. Caravan. <laughs> well, why can't I say that word? Uh, another Crown War, another Goldsfan Dragon, and another Ox. So I guess just sort of looking at just pumping up a couple of numbers of things that are already in the main deck to Doesn't want to tailor it. Well, yeah. you've also got less yeah. options, 
right? Yeah. Like he he is a strict two color deck, whereas everyone else is three. Yeah, yeah that's true. that's very valid. Yep. So you got to go yep. with what you got. So it'd be interesting to see. You might prove uh, you and I wrong, Cracker, and Chewie will be sitting yeah, there. No, look, uh, I, I, I think the deck looks cool. I just don't know how well it will do. Yeah, against what everyone else is doing here. That's I've that's got my faith in your squid. <laughs> but he can play. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, it's been in he's, he's now not called finals. Squid can't play, is he? Huh? <laughs> he's squid called Ragaman oh, at boy. the moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, All right, so who's playing who? Yeah, so Chewie, you mentioned, uh, so we've got Plunksy up against Squid. So in the upper bracket, Plunksy against Squid. So that'll be, yeah, the uh, the red-black deck of, uh, of Ragavan taking on the Teema Luka deck. I think I'm inclined to give that to the Teema Luka deck, that, that matchup. I don't know if you guys agree on that. Yeah, I do. I yeah. As I just said, I, I think that the this is probably the least favourable matchup for the red black deck in this format yep. in this top eight yeah yep and the other upper bracket matchup is j mud so the saltire ultimatum going up against one of the uh winota lists in uh aragoth so i think j mud can win that i think he's got got the tools to to beat that but it's going to come down to does aragoth get the uh the nut draws with Winota and, uh, and just get out too quick. And we've seen that with Pijor, uh doing things like that in these uh, finals as well, where just absolutely rolls, you know, the Nutter Butters and the top of the deck loves them. And so, yep. and the Winota deck can do that probably better than any deck in recent standards. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, worth mentioning well. that all these players have a loss to give. Yeah, they do the fall bracket. into yep. the lower bracket. Yep. So, you know, they've all got kind of two bites at it. So, uh, that's that's always good. Yep. For, for them. The players that don't though. Yeah. They're down in the losers bracket. So we have so yeah, as as Craig has said, these are the players who've already taken one loss, so next loss they are out. We've got the A V cable, Tom D versus Benny R. So this is Tom D on Winota, the uh the more I guess what I called the more combo focused version of Winota. Uh going up against Benny R on the dark Gruel, whatever we're, <laughs> whatever we're calling that. So, Gruel with a smudge on it, I think, is probably more yeah. accurate. Inky Gruel? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, like, what's what's your pick here? Do, do we think the three Raven Fiend went in the sideboards? Benny R's got the, the two shredded sails in the sideboard as well. So, do we think it's enough to, to take out this more focused version of Winota? Got to believe in the cleave, man. Yep. No, I, I actually do. don't know. I think it'll be a really interesting matchup. It's... um. They're, they're both, for the most part, going to try and ignore each other. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think... I no, don't say there's going to be much blocking. <laughs> yeah. No. If I have to... Uh, what, yeah. If I have to pick, I'm going to lean on the AV Cable's experience with the Winota deck. They've been playing it uh, in, in standard pretty much since its inception. Uh, we've seen them on stream playing it before in, in our events. And, uh, yeah... David Cable knows their way around that deck a lot. And, yep. you know, that extra couple of percent might just be the tiebreaker, I think. So, uh, but, you know, Embercleave is a thing and, and Benny R could absolutely steal this whole match with uh, with some good draws. But, yeah, if I have to pick, I'm going to go with the experience. Yep. And then our last match down in loser's bracket is our reigning champion, Hemsey, playing the other Gruul, Dark Gruul, whatever we want to call it, deck. 
uh, going up against Jedi's Walker. So uh, same same matchup basically. Our two, our two lower bracket matches are Winota versus the uh, the Gruul deck. So slightly different builds, but uh, Aragoth and JDS were both on the the sort of more similar selfless savior versions. So yeah, interesting to see how those ones play out. I think that one's a big bit of a coin flip for me. I, yep. I can't really split them. It's just a well-timed spellbinder is going to be the, the key there, I reckon. Yeah, good call. Yep, definitely. All right, uh, Chewy, you had some uh, some breakdowns on you know most played cards and what sort of stuff. Do you want to quickly run through those? Yeah, yeah, just some sort of uh, interesting tidbits, I guess. Uh, so the most registered card across our entire top eight is actually Crag Crown Pathway, the, the red-green pathway at 24 copies followed by fable passage at 19 and the old good old basic forest uh at 17 copies cracker did say that the uh you know green is the the new blue um and something we've touched on throughout the whole sort of episode so far is the some of the interesting main deck metagame calls and i think some of them uh are paid off and others are yeah a bit of a miss we may see some suboptimal cards in main decks so there's four copies of ox of agonis uh in the main deck uh across the the top eight six the acron war uh so those the acron war is going to be very very good but the ox probably not going to be as effective uh given the matchups that we've got uh i love the main deck caravec from jmud i think that's a great call and we mentioned in Benny's uh, main deck, there's a couple of uh, red cap melees and Squid's got Rave and Feeblement. So very, very ready for the uh, the Winona matchups. So yeah, just some sort of interesting things as I was going through the deck list, things that jumped out at me. So, you know, the uh, from a lands perspective, red, green, or, you know, green, there's a lot of forests. There's a lot of green mana in, in this top eight. In fact, seven in seven decks seven decks <laughs> yeah. have green yep. mana in them so uh if anybody had you know <laughs> if anybody's unsure on what the best color in standard is right now i think that answers well, the question for us pretty seven well. decks that have red mana in them too exactly right yeah yep so and that makes sense that crag crag crown pathway oh my goodness that's the new black cleave <laughs> <to me, Cracker. laughs> yeah. uh, uh 24 copies right so that's that's a lot of uh of that land um so yeah it's just uh really interesting and some of those things i think are going to be really really good calls and then some of those things like the oxen may very well get sided out very very quickly be the first cards cut when we uh when we move to sideboarding yep very good but either way we've got a pretty good field like I'm, I'm quite happy with this there was definitely the potential to get to this finals and literally just have like eight Winota decks <laughs> and just be saying the same thing every every time for the each match so well done to the players they've managed to come up with some uh, some good lists and create a little bit of diversity for us so hopefully that will lead to a good stream so yeah that stream is on this weekend, this Saturday. So, like, this is Thursday night when we're recording this in a couple of days' time. Hopefully, you get to listen to this before you watch. And it will be kicking off at 11 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, so Melbourne time, 11 a.m. And, yeah, we'll be covering – we won't be covering every match. We're condensing it down a little bit. We will obviously play uh, – you know, we'll cover quite a few of them, but we won't cover everything 
and uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun, good coverage, all remote again, all, we'll all be in our own, own houses, and I'll be making sure that everything works <laughs> from my end, <laughs> crossing my fingers again. Uh, no trees fell down I, in your place this week, though, so well, that's a plus. I mean, it's, hang on, hang on, don't say, it's windy as anything at the moment, and oh, really? it's meant to belt down rain tomorrow, so... <laughs> <laughs> we, we may be in trouble. Uh, uh, take it back. Yes, yes. So we'll see what happens. Uh, it'll be fine. I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. But it'll be a lot of fun as it always is. And yeah, we'll have a ton of giveaways. We've got a whole bunch of D and D collectors boosters thanks to Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar for uh, for those. And we'll be divvying out the 500 bucks in cash and prizes. So good fun. And we, the other thing we'll be doing is we'll be figuring out who our next invitational player will be. Because uh, whoever wins will get that invite. So, who's it going to be? Who, who, what's our prediction? Oh, oh you're making us making C- us do a shot. call. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. Jamie. I'm actually. Wow, wow! You, you got in right before me. I was actually yeah, going to get in first. I, I, I picked <laughs> J Mud last time. He let me down, but yep. I think he's got. I think he's going to draw the right half of his deck to the, on Saturday. Yep, I, I too am believing in J Mud. I think this might just be the weekend that Soltai is the best deck, and I think his list looks pretty good. So, what do you think, Chu? Um, I'm going to go with the reverse psychology and say J-Mud's going to scrub out in the first round. Wow. <laughs> because I really want him to win because he's from Team Chewy. Um, so I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, I don't want you guys to put like the commentator's curse on him. I'm just trying to take that back a little bit. So, um, but I think power of the deck, uh, power of the, the players piloting the, the deck and the number of Winota decks that we've got in the top eight, uh, I think that uh, Tom Deke might just come through from the the lower bracket and and run the tables and um, and get the job done. Just uh, crush people's dreams all the way into the winners bracket. Yeah, he'll just have turn three Winota regularly and you know never whiff off it. But <laughs> no, uh, I, I mentioned you know when we were talking about the matchups. Uh, he is a very, very experienced player with that deck. And, yeah, I think if he leans into that, plus just playing, you know, such a powerful strategy, uh, just might be enough to put him over the line. And, look, all of the players, like, we've got eight very good Magic players here. I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, commentating on that and for me to go, they should do this thing and they don't and they go and do something completely different which turns out to be the right thing and i look the fool i'm really looking forward to that so um yeah it's a a really it's stacked the top eight stacked and when you've got good players with all of the best decks you know experience has to be the tiebreaker that's that's my decision i think but i hope jamad does enough as well yep cool all right so yeah that will be this weekend in a couple of days time 11 a.m melbourne time streaming it'll be a ton of giveaways some uh, awesome magic being played and probably some really subpar commentary but hopefully it looks good and it'll run smoothly so we'll cross our fingers and hope that no trees fall down and it all works out okay yeah question mark <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> confidence yeah it will be awesome we will have fun yes. no come come and join us we lots of fun hang out in the chat and yeah get in on those giveaways so that's going to do us for this week hope you enjoyed that sort of deep dive i guess that's probably our last real look at standard before rotation and uh, our next couple of episodes will be probably talking about uh, the decks that were disappearing and what's coming up 
so yeah keep an eye out for that uh yeah if you want to get in on these future events if you haven't played in any of ours or we've finally sparked your interest and you want to jump in the best place to do that is to be in our discord so the link for that is always in our show notes uh come and join us in there we've got an awesome community going on we will announce on the stream this weekend the dates for the rest of the year so we have a one more one day event and one more league as well as the magic beans invitational so we'll announce that on the stream so keep an eye out for that. Uh, if you want to show us some support directly, you can buy some sweet Magic Beans merch, hoodies, t-shirts, mouse pads, all that sort of stuff. The link for the merch store is in the show notes. Go and check out our awesome sponsors that support these events that we do, give us all the prize support and all that, allow us to do the things that we do. Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Just head to jpmtgbazaar.com.au. Join up in the Facebook group and check out their daily auctions. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. All of those places, we are Magic Beans or Magic Beans Cast. Just search us up. You'll find us on there. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Peace Inc. Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. And Cracker? At Joel Hill underscore. Very good. So that's it for this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. Stay safe out there, and we will see you all next time. 